0: My name is Ashley Peterson, the editor-in-chief of The Saber, and you're listening to The Saber Spot on 88.5 FM WCUG. Today, we're going to be talking to Saber reporter and office manager Paige Adams about the Black Heritage Trail in Columbus and see a little bit about the stops on the way. And how are you doing today, Paige? I'm good. How about you? I'm great. <laughs> and so can you kind of tell us what
1: the Black Heritage Trail is and kind of give us a little background on it? Yeah. So the Black Heritage Trail was started here in Columbus a while back i don't have the exact date but it was kind of a thing where the torch wasn't passed on to somebody else so the project wasn't carried through there are locations throughout downtown columbus that are marked with the number of the location and a small map on there and it says black heritage trail the locations however are not labeled and so it makes it a little bit tricky to figure out some of them are no longer accurate and maybe have changed or are going to be changed or need to be changed. So that makes it a little bit confusing. Um, I myself did attempt the trail in the sense of it being a trail, and I... I found that it was a little bit difficult so then that brought me to wanting to investigate more about it. Right and so whenever you started to try and investigate
0: kind of about the trail and its purpose and everything and also just kind of what order to see the
1: stops in who did you kind of start to talk to first about that? I started reaching out to the Columbus Visitors Bureau. I had a little bit of trouble getting any information as they informed me that there is no longer a brochure. The brochure was pulled and online I had saw information where it said that the brochure had been pulled and they were working on getting a new one put out in 2019 so I figured maybe there is one now and I asked about it they didn't have one and they couldn't tell me that there would be a new one so based on what I gathered there will not be a new brochure and I don't know if the project is um, falling completely to the wayside or it's on a back burner or what's going on exactly I was kind of bounced around between a few different people I just got as much information information as I could, but that's really as much as I was given. Right. And so that's fairly interesting because there are a lot of very historical, very important sites that are
0: associated with this trail. And so in my opinion, it'd be super valuable to be able to have people
1: access that quickly and easily. Can you kind of tell us about some of the stops on that trail? Yeah. So the first one I stopped at was the Dillingham Bridge. There was not a placard there like there was at some of the other ones that explained why that one was part of the trail. So I don't know the exact historical context as far as that goes, but some of the other ones I highlighted were the William H. Spencer High School, the first high school in Columbus for African-Americans. So that was a really big deal. It was also named after William H. Spencer, who was a prominent African-American figure in the Columbus community. Another spot along the trail is the site of the Thomas H. Brewer assassination. That one's really interesting because there's a bit of a story behind it. That's the actual location where his business was, as well as where he was assassinated. Fascinated shot I think seven times by a neighboring business owner. Can you give us kind of some background on him and his life and everything and kind of the story behind that site? Yeah so Thomas H. Brewer was actually a very important African-American figure in the Columbus community. He was one of the founders of the Columbus NAACP chapter. He also was a big supporter in the King versus Chapman legal case which involved Primus King. He contributed to a lot of case as well as civil rights. He was also a vocal advocate of integration of schools. A lot of tensions were raised in the community and he was facing threats and things of that nature. So when the assassination occurred, he not only was greatly missed by many people, he had over, I think, 2,500 people attend his funeral. So he clearly had a very large impact on the community. And it's kind of wild
0: to think that all of that happened right here. And the fact that his assassination nation and his business are both so close to us. Yeah, absolutely. What are some kind of other stops? I know that we have some very prominent people in um, Columbus, as well as some popular sites. I believe the
1: Liberty Theater is also a site on the trail as well. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. The Liberty Theater located downtown was a popular place for African Americans to go for performances by people such as Ma Rainey, Columbus's own. Later on, it became a popular spot for theater in general. Unfortunately, during integration, the attendance and popularity of the theater kind of fell. So they had to close down, but later on, they were able to restore and reopen the theater. And now today, it stands as a place for events, plays. They've done some plays in recent years. You can rent it out as a place for an event. I know you mentioned that Ma Rainey would perform there back in
0: the day. And can you kind of give people who might not be aware of of her legacy, kind of
1: who is Ma Rainey and what did she do? Ma Rainey was um, known as the mother of blues. Her name is Gertrude Bridget Rainey. She became very popular in the menstrual circuit and she started touring all over doing shows. And when she found her husband, they started doing shows together. He was Pa Rainey, she was Ma Rainey. And so they had a nice little combo going on. She did comedy as well as dance and singing. So she had the whole package going for her. Eventually she split off from her husband and continued her own personal journey in performing. She was very well known, not only in the Columbus community, but all over the United States. She was so popular that even before integration, she was doing shows that were split down the middle And had not only African-Americans, but whites as well. And so
0: she has a site on this trail, right? And so can you kind of walk us through that and kind of its importance to her and to the Columbus area?
1: Yeah, the Ma Rainey home is located on uh, Fifth Ave. You can visit there and get a free tour. So that's really awesome. There is a lot of memorabilia. You can see Pictures of her, you can see a whole little bedroom set up, like recreated, because the home did suffer some great damage over the course of many years of neglect. So they restored the home. They finally got some funding for that, I think in around ninety. Eight? I may be incorrect on the year. So once they did, they restored the home. They got together all the memorabilia. And you can walk through and see pictures of her, performances, all of those kinds of things. Personal items. She was well known for being rather flashy with her jewelry and her dress. She liked to dress up so you can get a little view of her bedroom with her jewelry on the dresser and some personal items. It's very nice. Is there anybody that
0: is at the Ma Rainey House that can kind of give you a little more insight about ma rainy and the things
1: that she did Tricia Highsmith works there she works for columbus parks and recreation she's very friendly is happy to give you a tour she'll walk you through the whole thing while not only explaining it to you, but giving you an entire pamphlet that I think she probably typed up herself. She also was very generous in providing me with sheets of lyrics of Ma Rainey's that she actually transcribed herself sitting in the chair in the Ma Rainey home, listening off of the record player as she transcribed them. So I think that's very special. She's committed to the job and um, you can tell that there's a connection. It's very cool too that there's somebody like that who is trying to pass
0: on kind of the legacy and the history of Columbus and the people who populated it. And I mean, it's just very, very cool to me that we have that kind of heritage right here in town. And unfortunately, a lot of people may not know about that. And so hopefully we can also bring some awareness to that as well. And I just really hope that people can
1: kind of, you know, find the urge to go out and see these kinds of things. Yeah, I do think that Ma Rainey especially, as well as maybe some others, have gotten more recognition recently the Rainey McCuller School over behind the Columbus Public Library that's fairly new and that's named after Ma Rainey as well as Carson McCullers also Ma Rainey statewide has received recognition because she's got various plays and movies that have been made about her or where she was featured in them Um, so there's actually a movie coming out soon called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix and Viola Davis will be playing Ma Rainey so I think that's a a great match I'm excited to To see it. I think she'll do well. Also, the Bessie Smith movie, Ma Rainey was featured in that movie as well. And Ma Rainey's black bottom movie is based off of a play by the same title. So I think that's really awesome, and people should go check those out as well as go check out the Ma Rainey home.
0: Absolutely. Are there any other kind of things about either Ma Rainey or any of
1: the other stops that you wanted to talk about today? Another one of the stops that resonated with me was one of the cemeteries I went to. It's labeled the Interment Cemetery for. Blacks of 1828 and I thought it was really interesting because there's not really a name of the cemetery and you'll see the the plaque there as well as the fairly vague Black Heritage Trail signage um, nearby it. You can walk through it's a small park it's not really a cemetery by conventional norms conventional norms yes but it's a a little park area now where it's got benches and and a little garden you can walk through and they have placards throughout the little walk that look likely had information, but unfortunately, due to weather, they've kind of eroded and there's not much you can get from that. So the only information that you can really get is on the history placard out front. I went to the cemetery myself and walked through. While I was there, I overheard someone talking about them possibly tearing down the garden completely. I don't know if that's true, but I really hope not. It seems like a nice place, and I I hope that they'll revamp the placards or update them. Yeah, for sure. This is just hearsay.
0: But I would definitely hope that they would kind of respect the culture and the heritage of that place and work to maintain it rather than try to make it something completely different. Because, I mean, the trail in itself, as we've kind of seen and found out, has suffered a bit through the years as far as just public knowledge about it and perhaps maintenance. So it would be really encouraging to see people like take the helm of that and really kind of try to reinvigorate it and educate the public about it. Because there's just so much here in Columbus that I think a lot of people truly don't know about
1: yeah and the project itself was a means of restoring it in the first place because it had been built over with railroad tracks years ago so the fact that they put the garden there was an attempt to commemorate what was lost so if they were to tear it down i think it'd be rather tragic right i would
0: definitely agree with that well thank you so much paige for joining us today and i mean i just really hope that our listeners enjoyed hearing a little bit about the the heritage of Columbus. And if you're inspired, definitely go out and find out some more for yourself. It may be kind of hard to follow the trail, but I still think it's worth it to go out and see what the stops are on it.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, as I mentioned, the heritage trail itself was rather difficult to do alone, but there are other options. There are other tours in the downtown area that offer their own version of Black Heritage Trail type of thing that maybe visit some of these stops. One of them that I found during my research was vicinity tours. So that's an option, but I don't think that's a free option, but it is, I think, worth the money for sure. Well, thank you so much, Paige.
0: And uh, thank you, listeners, for listening to The Saber Spot on 88.5 FM WCUG. You can hear about the stops that Paige talked about today and a couple of others in the February issue of The Saber out on stands now on main campus and downtown. The Sabre Spot was produced by Doria Lacey with the cooperation of the student staff of 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio and the CSU Department of Communication Department Chair, Dr. Gibson. Dr. Bruce Guest is WCUG's faculty advisor. Thank you to Joe Miller, Sabre faculty advisor. You can listen to this show and other shows like No Strangers Here on 88.5 FM, TuneIn, or SoundCloud. Just search our call letters WCUG.